Well, I just want to say a couple of things. I won't go into great detail about our trip, but hopefully in the next few weeks you'll be hearing more about it. But I just want to say thank you uh, to a wonderful church family who uh, allows us to, to go out on mission and to, to accomplish what God calls us to do. Uh, it's a tremendous blessing to be a part of Memorial Baptist Church. And uh, I'm thankful for a church for allowing the leadership of our church to go and to encourage the, the churches in Tanzania, Africa. I mean, we are grateful to be able to be a part of that. We are humbled um, and um, we are enriched uh, as we come back and, and um, tell the stories of what happened while we were gone. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a great work that God is doing there. And um, we're, we're blessed to be a part of it. And to have one little, little, little hand in that is, is so great. But again, I just want to thank you, church, for allowing us to go. And whatever you hear about that happened in Tanzania, don't believe it. Um, if you hear a story about me or anything, it, it probably, you know, I would like to say what happens in Tanzania stays in Tanzania, but that's probably not the case. But uh, it's a blessing. I'm, I'm glad that it doesn't stay there. Because, um, man, we got some wonderful stories of what God has done and um, how he used that time in our lives and in the, in the lives of the believers there. But, but what a joy it is uh, to be a part of what God is doing in the world. You know, I don't know that I've ever been more thankful to see my wife or to see my bed or to see, you know, our family. I mean, it's just a blessing to me that we live in America, that we live in Texas, and that we live in Temple. And um, we are so blessed. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we, we take so much for granted. Uh, things like running water and electricity. Things like clean clothes. And um, I'm, I'm glad that... Um, that I was able to put on some fresh clothes this morning and that uh, I was able to have those to put on, but it's, it's a blessing. And um, I know that God will um, continue to guide us in, as we seek him this morning. Let me, um, let me go to the Lord in prayer as we begin. Um, loving Father, we recognize that apart from you, we can do nothing. And so, Father, we gather together today to worship you, to worship Jesus and Father, we recognize that the Holy Spirit has been at work in our lives long before uh, we got here. So I pray, Father, that you would continue that work that you began. I pray, Father, that as we read your word, that you would speak to our hearts. Father, that you would challenge us in areas that we need to be challenged. Father, that you would move us from where we are to where you desire us to be. And God, we want to be very careful to give you the praise and the glory and the honor for all that you do. Father, you and you alone are worthy of our praise. And we say thank you, Lord. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. And I believe that the habit of expressing thanks to Jesus in an ongoing way is important for us to think about as we come to this time of year where we celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Just the words... Just the words speak about what we are to be about. About giving thanks. You know, Thanksgiving for most of us means a big dinner with our family, with our friends. 
And most of us recognize that this dinner is in celebration of another event that occurred back in uh, 1621 at the Plymouth Plantation. See, in that year, William Bradford, the governor of this little colony of pilgrims, they arranged for a feast because after a dreadful winter and after they had lost many in their, in their, in their number, they had a particularly lean harvest that following summer. They wanted to celebrate God's grace to them. They wanted to celebrate His grace. And they had, as Bradford wrote, found the Lord to be with them in all their ways and to bless their outgoings and their incomings, for which He let His holy name have praise forever to all prosperity. See, because of the local Native American Indians, they had been so gracious to them and to provide them with crucial and life-saving help to the colonies, the pilgrim asked them to join in with the feast as well. What a great thing that we honor. The fact that they recognized God was with them. Oh, how we need in our nation to recognize that God is with us. And I'm glad that we celebrate Thanksgiving. But it was never God's intention that we give thanks one time, one special day of the year. Rather, God's intention for us was that our lifestyle, our habit, our lifestyle habit punctuated with thank you, Jesus, all the time. But so many, so much of our life is consumed with ourselves that we never pause to say thank you to the one who has provided it all for us. See, one verse of scripture that expresses this truth very well and that deserves our attention as we approach Thanksgiving is 1 Thessalonians 5.18 where it says, In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now see, that's the trouble. That's the trouble with receiving something on a regular basis. When we receive something on a regular basis, we rather quickly come to expect it. Ah, that's where we get the entitlement mindset. We receive something on a regular basis and we think, we assume that it will always be there. Well, that's my, that, that's for me. It's got to be for me. But you see, that entitlement mindset has permeated every level of society in America. I mean, we've, we're blessed to, to live and to celebrate Thanksgiving in a land of plenty. And as a result, we become complacent. And many times we think, and we are completely unwilling to give thanks to anyone for anything. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. See, sometimes the circumstances in our lives are not always the best. In fact, they may be downright bad. But still, we are to look for something to be thankful for. There is always something positive, always something that we can be thankful for. Give thanks 
in all circumstances. See, the problem is this. When we complain, (laughs) our spirit within us is overwhelmed. That's what it says in Psalm 77.3. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says, Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault, in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. See, a positive and a, a thankful person is a great witness in this dark world. And really, we, we only shine when we're thankful. We only shine when we're thankful, and our light shines for the Lord when we are thankful, when we live it and when we express it. It's like the woman that was leaving the worship service, and she said to the minister, she said, I enjoyed the sermon. And he said, don't thank me, thank the Lord. And she said, it, it wasn't that good. <laughs> Do you know, instead of looking at the negatives in our lives and complaining, we have to look at for things that are positive and that we can give thanks for because giving thanks is God's will for each one of us. Giving thanks to God and others is what pleases the Lord. But I have three simple thoughts that I want to give you today about thanksgiving. And the first one is this. God is so good to us. God is so good to us. We enjoy His benefits so much and we express our gratitude so little I mean God is so very good to each one of us just think about the things think about your life think about what you were able to do think about what you have think about how he has blessed you think about how he gave his son to save you God is so good to us. But again, we receive on a regular basis, and so we get this entitlement mindset that it's always going to be there. You know, we go through a lot of things in life. I went to Tanzania, and my, my luggage made it there, but it didn't make it there. If you know what I mean, it was somewhere, you know, several miles away. And we didn't get it for four or five days. Well, this wasn't my first rodeo. So I had packed a couple of extra shirts and a couple extra pair of underwear in my carry-on. So I just told the team, every other day you're going to see a different shirt. I'm going to rotate them. You know, you don't know what you have until you don't have it. I was so thankful to have an option. I don't have to wear the blue shirt today. I could wear something else. But when we receive something on a regular basis, we get complacent with it and we think that it is due us. God has been so good to us. You know, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. 
It says, instruct those who are rich in this present world. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited, arrogant, or to fix their hope on the certainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. I mean, where did you come from? Where did you come from? How poor were you when you were a child? What do you now have that you didn't have when you were growing up? See, many of you grew up with a lot less than you have now. We all did. God has prospered us. It's been a wonderful thing. You know, someone writing in Christianity Today several years ago, he said this, Shall I thank God at this Thanksgiving? Why was I born at this particular time in history of the world? Why was I born in a spotless delivery room in an American hospital instead of a steaming shelter in the dank jungle of the Amazon or in a mud hut in Africa? Why did I have the privilege of going to school with capable instructors while millions around the world without a school book sit or squat on a dirt floor listening to a missionary? How does it happen that my children are tucked into warm beds at night with clean sheets while millions of babies in the world will lie in cold rooms, overcrowded, and many in their own filth? Why can I sit down to a warm meal whenever I want to and eat too much when millions will know all of their lives the gnawing pains of hunger? Do I deserve to share in such wealth? Why me and not other millions? Why was I born in a land that I didn't build, in a prosperity that I didn't create, and enjoy a freedom that I didn't establish? Why an American sitting comfortably in my own living room this Thanksgiving, rather than an Indian squatting in a dark corner of some infested alley in Calcutta? Shivering in the cold or a Cambodian in the, in the rubble of what used to be his home or a terrified Nicaraguan running into the jungle. Do I deserve it? By what right do I have it? Folks, God has been so good to us. Our needs have been met. And we consume more and more and more. Paul instructs Timothy, he says, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited, not to be arrogant. (laughs) We are. We are the rich in this world. And we should not be arrogant about it. I mean, have you counted up your blessings lately? Have you counted up the things that God has done and provided for you? Because if you haven't, you need to. See, God has been so good to us. And we enjoy His benefits so much. But it says there in in that, that, that passage in Timothy, it says... Not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the certainty of riches, but on God. Fixing their hope on God, who richly supplies 
us with all things to enjoy. Oh, we enjoy his benefits so much. You know, we might even put it this way. Are we having any fun yet? I remember trudging around through Six Flags one day, pulling kids and strollers and everything else. Our, it was a hot day. We were so weary from waiting in line on rides, and our, our feet were hot from the pavement, and, and everybody was tired and cranky. And I, I want to just ask the question, are we having fun yet? Is this, is this what we paid to have fun with here? You know, Americans are a crazy lot. Because we'll do almost anything to have some fun. Then we complain. And we can't get out of bed or go to work or go to church. You know, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 that he said this. He said, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Clear enough, isn't it? That means you're probably going to live by yourself. But in the last days, it will happen this way. We enjoy his benefits so much, God richly provides with everything for our enjoyment, and often we enjoy it too much. You know, it's, it's, it's important because it's all right to enjoy the blessings of God, He gives them for our enjoyment. But not to the point where they become our main focus. We're not to focus on the gifts, but rather the giver of the gifts. I mean, James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. If it's good, it came from God. If it's good, it came from God. So let's not... Forget God. He's the one who provides all of that. You know, too much can be too much. Too much of a good thing can be bad for us. I mean, too much of a good thing can destroy a person in other ways. And we have it so very, very good. And we enjoy it so much. You know, I realize that tonight is our thanks feast. My prayer is that you will come and enjoy that time. Thankfulness to God. But also that you would bring somebody with you. So that you could share in that. Because too much of a good thing. Too much in fact. Especially when it comes to things like eating. Things like playing. Things like pleasure and recreation. I mean think about it. Buffets are not just where we eat. But rather, buffets are where we gorge ourselves. The focus is on the food. And our focus is not on giving thanks for what we have, but it's on how much we get. We want more, and we want more, without thanking the Lord for what we already have. 
or whether we receive any more or not. See, we seldom pause to give thanks for the simple blessings of life. One reason is because we're used to having so much. We look past those simple blessings. Spending a little bit of time with a friend. Being able to to give to someone in need. Being able to to come and have a, a church body to fellowship with. Having people to walk the journey that you can call on the phone and say, hey, I'm going through something right now. Would you pray for me? Folks, these simple blessings we need to give thanks to God for. See, we simply assume that we will have all of the good things in life. But another reason that we're not as thankful as we should be is because it hurts our pride to be grateful. Because if we thank God, then we have to admit that He is the provider and not me. But I am the one that works so hard. But it's God who provides. He's the one who gives us the strength to do whatever it is that we accomplish. He's the one who provides. You see, we are simply stewards. We are simply managers of all that He has given us. And being thankful... It requires humility and it requires faith in God. If you're going to be thankful to God, it requires humility and faith in Him. But when we have these, we can be grateful. But, you know, I've said time and again that contentment is wanting what you already have. Wanting what you already have. And it seems like that we are never content. That they're never satisfied with what we already have. We always want more. And this craving for more captures our minds and our wills. When we lust for more and more of the things of this world, the things of God go out the window. And our faith is diluted and it's drained. We've been consumed by stuff. Lots of stuff. I met people last week who don't have anything. Except Jesus. There was such joy on their faces. Such joy in their hearts. As they came and worshipped Jesus. But the more that we have, the more that we accumulate, the less joy we find in Him. We're obsessed with stuff. We're obsessed with, is my cell phone working? Is this happening? Is this happening? And we're all consumed with that. Don't forget God. He's the one who has given it all to us. It's okay to enjoy the blessings, but not to to the point where they become the main focus Because then God is pushed to the sidelines or worse. See, He's been so good to us. And we enjoy His benefits so much. Why is it that we express our gratitude so little? I mean, whenever we think that life is unfair to us, (laughs) 
we need to think again. We could have been born somewhere else. Instead of thinking about how little we have, we need to count up what we do have and we need to give thanks. I mean, add it all up. How good God has been to you. Add it up. And this time, we come into this world with nothing except an eternal soul. And if you have anything besides that, then brother and sister, you are blessed. Each one of us are blessed. Everything else is profit. Everything else is to God's credit. We can never give too much thanks to God. So we've got to get this right. God's so good to us. We enjoy His benefits so much. And we often express our gratitude so little. You see, giving thanks to God is an essential characteristic of our worship. I mean, we come together to worship Christ. We come together to exalt His name and to give Him praise and to say, thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. We worship Him Giving thanks to God is that essential characteristic of true worship. You know, if somebody does something kind for you, let's say they send you a card or, or they take you out to lunch or they, they do something nice for you. Maybe they buy you a gift. It's appropriate for you to thank them. It's appropriate for you to thank them for whatever the kindness they've shown you. Now, Once is probably enough in most cases. Because saying thank you over and over and over again would kind of seem a bit strange. Depending. If the gift that keeps, if it's a gift that keeps benefiting you, if someone finances your college tuition and sets you on the course for a wonderful, lucrative career, or if someone performs an act of heroism and, and saves your life, it's not strange to keep thanking them for that. See, it's appropriate that the duration of our thanks be in proportion to the benefit being enjoyed. I'm not going to get what I deserve for all eternity. And neither are you. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you will not get what you deserve. Instead, you will receive mercy. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you that I'm not going to get what I deserve. And neither are you. See, today, Christ's forgiveness is available to each one of us. And he offers it through Jesus, through God's Son. And the challenge for us is one more time to look at the cross and to see what Jesus Christ has done for each one of us. That the price has been paid for our sin. We don't bear that now. He took care of that for us. He paid a debt that we couldn't pay. Hallelujah. 
See, the forgiveness of sins should bring us joy. It should bring us happiness and deep gratitude because we don't get what we deserve. But really, that invitation is for all people. That whoever, whoever accepts Christ as their Savior, He comes in, He washes away their sin. The blood of the Lamb cleanses us, and we're made new. And when God looks at us, He sees the righteousness of His Son Jesus. That's something to get excited about. That's something to give thanks for. Because without that, we're all doomed. We're all going to go to hell. But because of Jesus Christ, we don't get what we deserve. We've got lots to be thankful for. Would you pray with me? Loving Father, I thank you for the great gift that you gave us in Jesus Christ. And Father, I know that you invite each of us to know Jesus in a very personal way. And I ask this morning that as we are here, that your Holy Spirit would speak to each of our hearts. Lord, that that the distractions around us would, would fade into the distance and Father, that the cross of Jesus Christ would come into full view. And Lord, that as we look at the cross, that we would see the great sacrifice that you gave for each of us. Lord, that as you invite us to come to know Jesus in a personal way, to have him as our Lord and Savior, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Out of the humbleness of With my heart, I just want to say thank you for for loving me that much. That you gave your one and only Son. That if I would put my faith and trust in Him, God, that you would save me and give me eternal life. What a great blessing that is. Father, we are blessed to be called your children. Father, I ask that if there is someone here today that has never acknowledged Christ, Holy Spirit, today would be their day of salvation. And Father, as we, as we move towards a time of response, we've heard your word. How are we going to respond to it? Will we respond with courage? Will we respond with Humility? Will we respond with thankfulness? Father, I thank you. I thank you that your word is true. And I thank you that the gospel is for everyone. I pray this morning that we would receive Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Father, for that we are truly thankful. Lord, we love you. We ask that you would guide us as we respond to you, to your Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.